Hello and welcome to Masters of Divinity. Folks, I'm JP, your moderator, and I am here with Father Chuck. Hey, hey, what's, what's happening? What's happening, guys? Chuck is here. And I'm also here with Matt. We hope, anyway. I'm hoping I actually come through in this episode. <laughs> And it is actual Matt. This isn't uh, this isn't that soundboard Matt that we like joked about making. <laughs> it would. It, it yeah, would. I I heard that idea, <laughs> and I I have to admit I'm actually totally on board for that idea. <laughs> I could I could do it. Like it would. I'm gonna just randomly say things that don't seem to go together and make people think that you edited this together. <laughs> Oh, we're glad to have you back, Matt, at least for tonight, for as long as, uh, well, you, you know, whenever. <laughs> um, yeah, for as long as I'm here. <laughs> so, uh, guys, we, when this episode comes out, we will be about a week away from the, uh, the greatest holiday of the year, in my, my opinion, of course. The holiday in which everyone will be breaking out their uh, Jesus harvest seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Did you see that uh, picture I, I showed? I think I, I, I know Chuck saw it. I, I did not see this picture you're you're speaking of. Okay, so I, I was just looking at. Um, I don't know what I was. I think I just. I think I looked up just like Christian Halloween. Um, and which- I. As an aside, it's a redundancy. Because, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, it was on purpose, you know. And I, I stumbled upon what looked like a bag of candy corn. But on, on closer inspection, when I, <laughs> when I enhanced the photo, the bag of candy corn was not called bag of candy corn. It was called Jesus Harvest Seeds. Which there's so many – it raises so many questions. <laughs> and I think, I think what the gimmick is is that there, it's, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like a little – uh, just like a few individual candy corns in like these little packages. And I, I'm guessing the packages have like Bible verses on them. Maybe. Wait, so, so they were individually wrapped? Not like, not like individually, but they were like just oh, a like little, little, little cluster. Clusters. Gotcha. Little itty bitty cluster. Cause really when I, when I have my candy corn, I just want like two or three. <laughs> right. I, the, the thing is, is let's just comment. It, it's Jesus harvest seeds, right? To harvest, right? And yeah. it talks about growth. And that's, you know, you think, about the, you think about the environment and nature and all of that kind of stuff. But it's like, here's as much plastic as we can possibly contribute, right? <laughs> like, let's like be, let's like be as, uh, as anti-environmental as we possibly can. <laughs> as an aside, as an aside, I, I'm going to get on a little bit of a tangent. And I apologize. We're doing sort of a riff episode, so I'm going to get on a tangent. That's fine. Well, what is it with Christian companies and being extremely environmentally irresponsible? It's cheap. Like, what is this? I get because like Chick Fil A, man, like they're, they're all about that styrofoam, and then the, each oh, sandwich man. is in that like foil wrap package. Like that can't be recycled. Maybe that's why it tastes so good because they ignore all those regulations. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I, you know just. It just it, it sometimes it feels like that that Chick Fil A is going out of its way mm-hmm. to to sort of like screw the environment. <laughs> uh, maybe I mean they are. I mean they're not. Uh, well, I don't know, Chuck. I mean they're they're not selling any beef products. That's pretty environmentally conscious these days. 
That is true. That is that is fair. I mean, and, and it is true that the that the that the gas and petroleum stuff is uh, is actually not as major a, 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 a impact on the environment as we like to pretend. It's actually beef farming is like exponentially more than cars. Do you think they'll get rid of the plastic straws? Get rid of the plastic straws? Yeah. I hope so. I think it's just, it doesn't. It, I, well, here's the thing: is so many people get upset about paper straws. I don't. You go, it gets soft, it gets mushy. So what? Like were I think they, they're great. Were they originally paper. When they they were originally paper. Yeah. They were yeah, they were originally paper. And I, I you know, we, we we go to Animal Kingdom a lot, and they use those at Animal Kingdom. And it's really? uh, yeah, it's I like it. I actually I actually took a stack of them from the uh, from the Starbucks and kept them in my car so I could use those instead of plastic straws. <laughs> you you took straws from Animal Kingdom so you could. They're paper straws. So I could use paper straws instead of plastic straws. I could be like, I need the plastic <laughs> but, straws. You keep you, the plastic straws. But straw you got them from Animal straw. Kingdom. And you – that just, just sounds like a funny story a kid <laughs> would say about his dad. Like my dad would steal the, the paper straws. It is, a pretty, it, is, it is a pretty dad story, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Matt. We're glad you're here, buddy. Yeah, I'm second-guessing it. <laughs> So we're talking about uh, – we're just going to kind of casually talk about Halloween, uh, which is a wonderful holiday. And, uh, you know, I look forward to it every year. Don't know why because I don't really do anything. But I like the weather. I like the uh, horror programming on television. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just like to get into the spirit of things. It's fun. Um, so I'm, I, I got a question for you guys. Are, are you guys uh, – have you guys been doing anything to get in the spirit of uh, the season or – so I not really. I mean, here's here's what we've we, because we have two small children. It's it, it's taken on a bit of a different tenor for us. Um, and the kids are getting really excited. They've been talking for months about what they've wanted to dress up as for Halloween. Nice. And so what they're going to go as this year is they are dressing up as bagpipers because we are at St. <laughs> Andrew's School and bagpipers are a part of our culture here and they love them. So we managed to get a hold of some plaid uniform skirts that look like kilts and Kana has meticulously, if the listeners who are new to the show, Kana is my wife. Uh, Kana has been meticulously researching the exact uniform that the bag, that the uh, Palm beach pipe and drama, whatever wears here at St. Andrew's school uh, to match the kid kids perfectly to them. She managed to find a child's bagpipe. That's amazing. That actually, like, it kind of works. <laughs> um, and so uh, I'm trying to remember who's – one of the kids is going to be the bagpiper. The other one's going to be a drummer. So we got to come up with a thing for a snare drum to go on um, on him. But um, what Kane is going to do is uh, she bought a really small wireless um, Bluetooth speaker. And she's going to insert that into the bagpipe and she has a whole bunch of bagpipe music on her phone and she's just going to link it. So as the kids are walking, it's going to play the the bagpipe music out of the bagpipes. Um, Yeah. And I think she's working on a sash or something right now, um, crocheting. So, um, so the preparation for the kids has been like kind of our focus around this because um, we live on a school campus and there's a lot of smaller kids on the campus. And it's a big deal every year where the kids dress up and um, they do a whole like we trick or treat on the campus because like 30 there's like 30 faculty um, members who live on campus. And so we go to all the faculty houses and get candy and the kids do it in mass like it's a big cluster. And so it's this really cool thing. Um, so that's been our preparation. Um, cool. and, and then the other 
thing is just uh, in the it's just sort of in the back of my mind. Um, but you know, it's a it is a Christian holiday. It mm-hmm. is the eve of All Saints Day, and All Saints and All Souls um, are the two days um, of the Trigium of All Saints. Um, two of the three days because Halloween, um, All Saints and All Souls, um, is a uh, you know a day to commemorate the dead in mm-hmm. the church. And so, um, so that's a thing that got, you know, we got a couple of things that we sometimes do with like, um, honoring the, uh, honoring the dead as part of our chapel services and things like that. So, um, so that's also a, a part of it, just preparing for it in a, in a churchy sense. Wow. Cool stuff, man. I, the, the costumes sound great. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited. I'm really excited to see how it's going to, what it's going to look like in the, in the end. Um, uh, are you and Canada going to dress up? Uh, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't, I, last year, let's you see, should just, do just last? do Neo, man. Like you can do like, it'd be easy for you. I could. Yes, true. I, <laughs> I, uh, last year, last year I just threw on my, uh, my Navi hoodie and walked around, uh, dressed like a Navi. You could be a uh, Navi Neo, not Navio. <laughs> sure. I, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we might come up with something. Um, you know, we're, if we do it, it's going to be like we'll go to the, you know, the, the, the Halloween, the Spirit Halloween store, and like pick up whatever is like on discount. Yeah. Which, by the way, is how depressing is it that so many of those Spirit Halloweens are occupying the husks of Toys R Uses? Oh yeah, that is. I didn't. I like, didn't know that they were doing that, but that makes sense, and that is kind of sad. So I was a couple of weeks ago. I was um, I was in Orlando, and I just so happened to be in Altamont Springs, and we drove past the Toys R Us right across from the Altamont Mall. And um, for those who don't know the geography, Altamont's a little area north of downtown Orlando, and um, that Toys R Us is the Toys R Us I grew up going to. Um, it was from that Toys R Us where I bought Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3. Pretty sure I got my Super Nintendo there. Um, it was where I bought my first Godzilla toy. Um, I mean, I just had some very deep, you know, memories. Um, uh, you know, we, my mom and I went and stood in line one morning to get Power Rangers uh, <laughs> when that was like a big deal. I think we bought Furbies there when that was a big deal. So it was like this, like this, this Toys R Us was such a, such a deep part. I mean, just like any kid, right? Toys R Us is such a deep part of our childhood. Yeah. And I looked and I saw it as a spirit Halloween and mm. like I, I teared up a little cause it was, cause they didn't, they never did anything. Like that store was the same store. They never like tore it down and built a new one or anything like that. It was just that right. Toys R Us. Anyway, that is so sad. pour one out for Toys R Us. Yeah, dude. So, but good for, yeah, good kinda, for go ahead. I kind of forgot I'm supposed to comment. I've just been listening. It's fine. <laughs> it's been like great uh, right, because you've been you've just you've just been listening to the show for 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 it's, like months now instead of being yeah, on the it's show. It's been like it's been like over a month of just being a podcast listener. So I'm just <laughs> into it, and all of a sudden I realize, wait a minute, this is live. And oh, like, I oh yeah, I can talk. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to say something like before we got off on Toys R Us and Spirit of Halloween. Yeah, dude. And hey, by the way, Matt, just uh, because because we, we've been out of practice of having a third person on the podcast, um, you know, just jump right in and uh, just interrupt. And, yeah. And, be, and, and, and forgive, forgive, forgive me if I just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Forgive me if I forget to talk. <laughs> so it'll, it'll work out. It'll work out great. Cool. So well, what about you, Matt? Well, I have. um 
I've been on a schedule where Wednesday nights and Thursday nights are my only nights off during the week. Right. And they are finally changing that um, so that Thursday night and Friday night will be my night off. However, the downside is they decided to do that the week before Halloween. Uh, um, so I will be working on Halloween and not out with my kids. Oh, that's sad. But I imagine like working Halloween as a cop has got to be interesting. Uh, I'm sure it will be an interesting experience. Interesting is a word, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we can talk about more of that after Halloween, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so I was trying to somewhat prepare myself for Halloween, and then I found out I won't be literally celebrating on Halloween, and that's kind of disappointing because mm. JP knows I'm a big fan. I love I love me some Halloween. Yeah. Um, but I have decided to binge watch American Horror Story. That's kind of been nice. my my horror thing i am going to see the movie halloween heck so, yeah so am i tomorrow baby that helps. oh i want to see um, it so that that helps you want to see it yeah dude i love halloween yeah chuck likes halloween oh i did not know this I knew chuck likes a lot of terrifying horror movies but he doesn't like horror in general yeah i know i'm like <laughs> what I'm so confused i mean i I just came to terms and defended you recently, by the way, Father Chuck, very recently with um, JP on a private conversation, um, defended you Mm -hmm. for your love of Alien, despite the fact that it is 100% a horror movie. (laughs) Right. Um, And we all know that you hate horror movies. And I was trying to explain why I believe that is the case. But now you blew it all out of the water by telling me you like Halloween. (laughs) I I have I have I have my select ones like I love Halloween. I actually really like Halloween too, and Jeez, uh, like we're <laughs> Halloween. I, I was, was going to say like it makes sense. Halloween is a pretty bloodless horror movie, but then you said Halloween too, like not bloodless. Right, that movie's pretty <laughs> messed up. Um, um, I like Scream. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see what else. What else uh, in the horror genre that I have watched and enjoyed? Um, it'll come to me. There's a few others, but like, I mean, like Poltergeist, right? Alien. You know, I, I have not seen Poltergeist in a very, very, very long time. Like, I think I was aware of it as a child. Um, and uh, so I can't really speak to that. Okay. Uh, I, I do want to see that. I also kind of want to see uh, The House with the Clock in Its Walls. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. I wanted to see the IMAX version because apparently that shows thriller beforehand. Oh, nice. I really, I really, um, I really hate the title of that, though. The house of the clock in the walls. It just, yeah, it just annoys me. Like, on a level, I'm sure that Tron Legacy annoyed um, JP as a title. It um, still does. This movie. It just seems. It just seems like such a lazy. Like, he wrote apparent. You know, he wrote like this book. Apparently, that's a great, like a really good bestseller. And now they're making a movie out of it. And he wrote it, and he's like, "Oh, what should I title it? Um, um, oh, the house with the clock in the walls." Uh, but there, there isn't a clock okay. in the walls. Is that what you're, what you're telling me? No, what I'm saying is it's just so literal. I don't like it. It's just like. Well, it's kind of. I mean, you it wasn't like, it like written like back the, in the '60s. The like. book with the red binding. Like. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's a tangent. But, but yeah, no, Father Chuck. I was debating. I was discussing with JP, and I forget how you came up in the conversation. I'm, I'm always um, coming up. I think it was. 
I think it was in relation to trying to figure out what we wanted to do for Halloween um, and how we would not, we are one of our, I think what it was, was one of our plans. If I correct me if I'm wrong, JP was to try and trick him into seeing a horror movie with us. Oh no. I um, said, so I wanted to get Chuck to watch. I said, I wanted to check. I wanted Chuck to watch a real horror movie that like he's never seen before. Yeah. Like, something like the and exorcist. Then we would do the episode on that. Or a text. And then that led school. into, and that led into how you like alien, even though you say you hate horror movies, you like one of the, what is widely considered one of the scariest movies out there. So we started, Really? so I started yeah. discussing how I believe, I believe it has to do with imagery and coloring and how our mind perceives an alien as opposed to evil demon ghost and how reds and blacks are used in like reds tend to be the evil satanic and black tends to be the alien figure and how I think the sci-fi thing gets. And I was wondering if we someday do an episode where you take it all the way back to like ancient iconography and how it fits in. Every aspect of alien is terrifying. Like (laughs) the thing, the thing for me about alien is it is there. It's plausible deniability. It's in the future for one thing it's set in a spaceship like it's not gonna happen like there's no possibility of it happening what what i don't like about horror is i don't like like and maybe it just comes down to me not properly understanding the genre of horror i don't know because like i i know like horror is like 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 frankenstein creature from the black lagoon i godzilla for crying out loud yeah. the original godzilla would be a horror film but like i don't know in my mind i don't think of those as like i think this was monster movies like i don't think of monster movies as horror um well they could be both um, yeah no i agree no i agree with you on a broader discussion i agree with you like horror is a very general genre and then I would agree with you that there's a difference between horror movies and monster movies to me. Well, like I'd agree with that. Like I here here's the thing is it's like like to me like a movie like Seven, like I I like that 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 like anything that gets to like psychological like yeah. stuff like that's where like yeah. like like Halloween it, like the dude in the mask like that's just not like it's just such a it's just not gonna I think there's just, there's so much plausible deniability with that like it's just not gonna happen like that's just so not realistic, um like the way that movie is depicted um. And uh, like I mean, Jason, Freddy, like those things, like they're just not real. So I, I can kind of like, you know, I can disassociate. But if it depicts something that seems like it's happening to actual people, like the mo- the, the, the single most disturbing movie. Well, it's not single because I, I, I did happen to catch a little bit of The Last House on the Left with JP and, <laughs> and left a very deep, uh, I'm deep. I'm still traumatized by that film. The original one, uh, folks, not the remake. Yeah, it, it's, it's very traumatizing. Please don't do it. Um, the. Uh, but the um, um, but probably the most disturbing movie I've ever watched was Saw. And oh, yeah, you saw that one with me too. No, no. Did I? Yeah, yeah, you did. We all went to go see. It. We see it as a group of friends. I didn't see it in theater. I, I saw you were it. there with us. No, I saw it. I saw it um, with uh, with a certain ex girlfriend. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. And uh, I did not manage to sleep that night. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, but, I mean, as a lover of, Hall- of Halloween and horror movies, that happens to me too. Yeah, but I, Saw, but Saw goes into another subgenre discussion, yeah. in my opinion, and it, launches it, into the torture porn. Yeah, discussion. I don't like those movies. So yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of horror movies and not a fan of those movies. Yeah, can I just say? Can I, can I interject for a moment? Like, 
Matt, did you the you told me about the Halloween podcast that's hosted by Amy Nicholson? Did you listen to it yet? I have not listened to it yet. No, because I just listened to the whole thing and it's incredible. Really um, sad. Yeah, I'm sad to say I honestly forgot about it till you just brought it up, and I'm really mad at myself because I would have totally listened to it. It's it's really good. It's it's great, Chuck. It's sort of like a serial style podcast, but it's Amy Nicholson. Uh, you remember who Amy Nicholson is, right? Yeah, from the canon, yeah. Yeah, she's just interviewing, like, John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis and, like, and Nick Castle, the guy who plays Michael Myers. And she's just kind of, like, recounting Halloween and the history of it and its impact and stuff. And it's actually, it's really great. Um, really good primer if you're planning on seeing the new Halloween movie. Um, and something to highlight in the podcast that, I, that, I've been, that I've been, like, screaming from the rooftops for years is about, like, Halloween... And how it impacted uh, the horror genre, and you know, I feel like what you're trying to get to the core at, Chuck, of what you don't like about horror is something that Halloween inadvertently inspired, mm-hmm. which was like a just like a slew of copycats right. that we now call the slasher genre. <laughs> and the first person to, to do that, the first person that was in line, was a porn director named Sean Cunningham, who saw Halloween and said, like, "Hey, we can we can capitalize on this." And he went and he made Friday the 13th, which is like a total Halloween ripoff and is also at the same time nothing like Halloween. (laughs) Right, right. So like, yeah, it's it's, it's learning. It's, you know, you have 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 a porn director seeing this like really sophisticated movie and like just saying, oh, well, okay, so naked chicks and blood. That's what we got to do, right? And then that what inspired that throughout the 80s was just a really pandering, you know, blood and naked women. Well, but you see, the thing is, it's like, I, I, like, like of the of the horror genre that's not like science fiction or whatever. Like slasher films, like don't bother me. Like I've watched, I've watched plenty of slasher okay. films. They, well, I mean, yeah. I thought you talk about the nihilism and in, in, in inherent in slasher films. No, 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 no. What I my problem, like, like, okay, I'll go to Saw. Saw to me well, is like, well, it, I think is, Saw comes from that that line though. So I mean, that's that's yeah, but like. It is a it's a very different like like the the kind of human suffering that that movie depicts is very yeah. realistic. Yeah. It's yeah, not no, kind saw, of heightened or whatever. Yeah, you know, saw saw to me doesn't fit in the slasher movie genre. It's saw was the was the uh, palate cleanser that launched the world into an obsession with the, again the torture porn subgenre. Well, yeah, but I think um, it saw. Saw wet the whistle for the hostile movies that took it to Ugh. the extreme level of what Saw did, and and I'll tell you the out of the Saw movies, the original Saw movie, I still have a level of respect for, um, because it's not my kind of movie, but the original one, the idea, the execution, I can still respect what the movie did. Um, the sequels are just a an unbelievable dive into this, I don't know, this subconscious desire of people who go to see these movies that I don't understand. This it's yeah, the it's attraction to the attraction to on the, the more graphic, the torture, the more um, explicit it is and what it does and how it does it and why it does it and how close we can get to get to it. Like with camera angles and, watching it happen up close right but, but that that's the point i'm making is that that's i don't understand that i don't that, get it that nihilistic aspect that's what's been that's what was ported over from the slasher films of the 80s and 90s like 
Halloween inadvertently inspired yeah, but, that sort of like, look at this gash forming in this person's head. Yeah. Yes, it's yes and no, though, because I feel like it inadvertently inspired it, I would agree with. But at the same time, it's kind of like saying that watching these movies will cause you to want to go out and do it. Like the level that these other movies reach just doesn't it doesn't fall in line with the slasher genre to me. Well, I'm not it's s- like somebody got bored with the slasher genre and said, no, I want to do something that's completely different and just shock people and make them sick. But I'm mostly and that began this. I'm talking about like an and attitude and a tone that's that was taken from the slasher. I'm not, not saying that. And then and then you have and then you have Rob Zombie. Ugh. who who I don't understand the depth <laughs> of I, I don't even know the words I, I mean if there's ever an argument to be made that watching a movie is an act of sin it's a Rob Zombie movie Rob, Rob Zom- um, I'll, just, I'll tell you who Rob Zombie is I, there is footage of him on YouTube being like man Charles Manson's really cool like that's who he is yeah yeah it's, <laughs> I, I just I mean yeah, because I, a perfect, I hate his I mean, Halloween the perfect example the perfect example. That's what I was getting ready to say. If you have any doubt, look at the original Halloween movie that we're all saying was incredible and game changing and scary and fun. And then look at his version of it and just throw up all over the floor while you watch it, because that's what it made me want to do. But I, I just I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I feel like he is he was born out of this pit of needles that was left behind by the uh torture I, porn genre <laughs> i guess i guess the thing is is like for me like what i like because like it, it, i don't want to also just say that i'm talking about like you know like early 2000s era you know uh particular type of um eli roth uh you know uh horror film i'm I, you know i'm thinking about like you know like also like last house on the left Right. And just, you know, again, a, a very deeply disturbing film mm-hmm. that I, I, I don't know why it needed to be made. Um, if you ask Wes Craven, he would tell you that he was trying to, like, uh, make a statement about violence in the media, especially at the time because the Vietnam was happening and how he how the media was exposing the public to the horrors of war and stuff. And he wanted to make something that was like. <sighs> He wanted to say he want he, he wanted to make a movie where it's like that was really disgusting. I hate it, and he wanted to be like good. You're yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that's I think that, that's what he would say. I guess, I, I, but like I don't know. There's like Alien, Halloween. These are two movies that almost have sort of like a like a like a like a haunted house, like you know, fun house kind of idea where it's. It's, you know, it's, it, there are the scares and there is, you know, it, there's not like a, no, one's, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like anyone's trying to make a statement. It's just like, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's having fun with film techniques and special effects to, you know, and, and I mean, that's one of the things about the horror genre that's very fascinating since I've gotten to know you and, and read a lot of film stuff is that a lot of really creative filmmaking originates in the horror genre. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, um, and so like to see like, cause like you know, Halloween, like, okay. It's like the movie is about this, this monstrous dude, uh, who escapes and, and, and kills four people and he's just sort of unstoppable. And, 
there's nothing else to it. Like there's not like they're not trying to make any kind of deeper point. It's something I realized also about Alien and one of the reasons why I had problems with Prometheus is that Ridley Scott was trying to make big statements with the Prometheus movies. Right. Alien doesn't make any other statements other than like you know, like maybe, maybe don't answer that distress call sometimes. I mean, it's, it, you know, there's, well, and that's what's that. And, and you could argue that's what's, what makes it scary. And the sort of the point of a horror movie is just like, you don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of arguments about like uh, mental illness and how that's portrayed in Halloween and how it's wrong. Right. Uh, and that he's like a serial killer or that he's like a, and you know, and the sequels to Halloween, he's, you find out that he's like part of some kind of, He's some kind of like golem, druidic thing. Yeah, yeah. It's really I, I hate it. Um, but originally, it was just you, you, if you talk to John Carpenter and you ask him wh- what is Michael Myers, he's like, no, he's just the shape of evil, man. I can't explain it. Yeah, like, he's just a stabby machine, <laughs> right? <You know? laughs> and 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 he's he's enamored with Laurie Strode, and he just kind of follows her, and then he waits till they're all vulnerable, and he kills them. Yeah, and there's you know, and like I, I will say like, but Wes Craven, you know, then he also made Scream, and Scream, which is actually about something, like it does make a statement of sorts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of about movies, um, yeah. particularly horror movies. Um, but like, I really, I really enjoy that movie. Like, I've I've seen it, I've seen it well, easily a dozen times, it's and great. Um, great and it's well, just a I lot still, of... I and still j- believe Scream. Scream is like. In, in every way possible for what it is, Scream is like a masterpiece. I yeah. mean, to, to pull something like that off after everything that came before it, mm-hmm. and then to see everything that's attempted to do it again after, it really, even, including the sequels, by the way, um, it really shows you how amazing that first movie was. I mean, down to the Drew Barrymore's out of left field idea to basically rip off the psycho storyline concept and make the main character die right at the beginning so that the whole audience is left going yeah left going well i mean you go there assuming she's a main character is the point right so and then she dies immediately and you're like okay so no one is safe in this movie like if you killed her off, then these people, obviously, we can't get attached to any of them. And then to totally be self-aware, but without being self-aware in the way that, like, comes across as cheesy and nonsensical. Like, I, I just, that movie is incredible. And it still well, holds up when you watch it now. still fun. What I love, I love, we talk about, we've talked a little bit about the cheesy ripoffs um, of Halloween God, all of those slasher movies that came in the wake of Scream. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude and, and I was thinking, uh, I just recently was reminded of it because I saw it in a Cracked article. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you can't take this concept and you apply it to science fiction. I'm all on board, right? Because, like, again, like we've established that I don't mind scary science fiction, right? Like, again, you know, Godzilla, Alien, Pitch Black, those movies. Um, it, it did not work out well. Um, there in the late nineties. Cause the faculty is so bad. <laughs> oh, th- there's some charm to it though. I kind of like, oh, the faculty. I have a, I, Oh, I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. It, it really uh, is like a sci-fi. Scre- it's trying to be a sci-fi it. scream. Right. Uh, totally. I have, I, I have a soft spot for so many of those movies that have no reason like having any spot in my heart. Um, like I, I know what you last did summer. last summer, <laughs> urban legend, Oh, um, urban, oh my god 
dude, dude, dude. disturbing behavior. Yeah. Um, the faculty. I mean, these movies were, they were our teenage years. <laughs> here's one. Here, here, here's how we're going to make JP cringe. Yeah. Dracula 2000. <laughs> I loved that movie so much when it came out. Really? I did. That was a JP movie yeah. when I was a teenager. Dude. So, so I have a story about that movie and this is weird that we're talking about this cause it popped in my head the other day. I was, um, I was driving and this thought occurred to me. I was, um, I was playing EverQuest. All right. This is, we're going to make a deep dive, like 19, like 2000. Right. Yeah. So I'm playing EverQuest and it's late at night and my buddy Josh boots on, uh, logs on and his character, you know, chat comes up on my screen. He's like, just got back from, from Dracula 2000. I was like, Oh, how was it? There was a twist. And I was like, and I said something to the effect of like, oh, what is it? And he was like, dude, it blew my mind. And it's like, and I was like, oh yeah, what was it? And he was like, it was like who Dracula really is. And I was like, tell me, tell me he turned out to be Cain from Cain and Abel. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> no, it was, it was Judas. It's Judas. Oh, that's what it is. Judas. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was biblical. Judas. Judas. And, uh, <laughs> Which is genius. I, I still think that's genius. That's the only good thing about that movie. <laughs> Well, and uh, and uh, I mean, because actually, t- and that actually ties in with what Bram Stoker was kind of doing with Dracula is that everything bit. about Dracula is the inverse of the Eucharist, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, which is funny. I had a friend in seminary um, who, who that that dawned on him while he was in seminary, and he like thought that he discovered like the most magical interpretation of. <laughs> Guys, I I loved Urban Legend so much when it came out, and like I thought it was such a good movie. And it came on recently on on the Sci Fi Channel, and I couldn't get five minutes into it. <laughs> yeah, don't watch don't watch these movies again, except They're, for Scream. Don't watch them. Just hold on I to had, them as memories. I <laughs> haven't seen. I, you know what? I haven't seen in a long time, and I actually don't even remember the last time I saw it. Was I know what you did last summer? And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, I saw I'm, it recently. Carrie Russell, guys. Carrie oh, Russell. I uh, saw I saw it very recently. I know what you did last summer, and I would say just hold on to the memory, man. <laughs> I didn't oh, really gosh. like it when which I was one, a kid. But which one had Which one had Katie Holmes in it? That was disturbing behavior. Disturbing behavior. Oh my gosh! It was just like basically like everyone from either Felicity or um, or um, Dawson's Creek were just like getting stabbed. No way, man! Like it's just it's the WB. Yeah, it ruled the world back then. It's true. The WB it's because is because of Neff Campbell. Um, and then, uh, disturbing behavior. They, they turned Katie Holmes into like a goth, which was like huge back then. And everyone's like, Oh, she's right. She, she has a pierced nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But so speaking of just like the nineties really quick, we, um, Kane and I not telling you to watch the, uh, the, um, Dana Carvey show, um, yeah. like all five episodes of it. And, um, there was a he did this thing where he was doing the questions from the audience and there were these people that he talked to and they were like he talked about like they were the weirdest looking people on the planet and it was like a girl with a nose ring and dyed hair and like a beanie on and like her boyfriend had on like baggy clothes and it was like they were like really grunge 90s people yeah. and they were like you freak and weird i'm like wow these people look like really normal <laughs> <laughs> like what we what we thought was weird in 19 in the 1990s yeah it's fascinating. Well, you know what's funny about the the whole cycle, the the nineties horror cycle, was basically inspired by Halloween because Scream was a big throwback to Halloween. A lot of right. references. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then Halloween got caught up into that cycle with, with Halloween H two O and that movie. I was loved awesome. that movie in this back <laughs> in the day. By <laughs> even starring a, a little a little Josh Hartnett. Oh, uh, he was in that one. I thought I thought he was in um, the Faculty as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was also in that one. That's right, yeah. And I think it would. And if I remember, it was was Michelle Williams in H two O. Maybe. 
she might have been. That's the, that's the most 90s thing in the world, even though it was in uh, H2O, year 2000. Right. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> movie. So so what, what are you doing, JP, to prepare for Halloween? Um, I, you know, it's been interesting because I haven't really been diving in like I, like I normally do. Um, and I think it's for a, a slew of reasons. For one, I'm, I'm kind of tired of watching the same old movies every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I usually just kind of wait to see what's showing on, on, on TCM. That's, that's Turner Classic Movies for you folks. Uh, because I usually really love their October programming because they just like pack it with like old horror movies and they have like a monster of the month every, every year. And they usually just show like a bunch of movies turning around that monster this month. It's the mummy. Um, but this year is actually not that good for some reason. Um, they've been showing all the movies at like two or three in the morning. Um, the, the mummy is the monster of the month, but they haven't shown the, the they're not showing the original 1932 mummy with Boris Karloff. Hmm. They showed the really awful sequels that are really bad. I'd actually never seen them before, so I decided just to sit down and give it a shot. And they're oof, really bad stuff. Not 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 good. Um, I don't know. I think you know. Last September or September, the month before, um, they had like a really big month because they had like Martin Scorsese. They had like a Martin Scorsese kind of marathon, and I think they just kind of exhausted all of their <laughs> all their resources for for that month and getting all the licensing and stuff and. This month is not that great. So I haven't been watching that much. But, however, um, I have started watching a show on Netflix. And I have fallen in love with it. And that is The Haunting of Hill House. Um, and it's, the, uh, it's based on the novel by Shirley right, Jackson. Which, right, which was, has been two movies. Yeah, uh, the haunting from 1963, right, and then uh, the 1999 Jean de Bont movie. I, I've seen that one. That that movie is terrible. What's what's happening? Is that a ghost? It sounds like a horror movie is happening outside with Matt right now. It's a ghost. Matt, so, Matt? is that better? Yeah. Better. Sorry, I don't know what happened. My air just all of a sudden like went insane. <laughs> so don't mind the hurricane. I bumped something and it turned on like the front vent. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, so this, uh, so this, it's it's a it's a series and it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix series, and um, they change a lot of the books. Like if if you're familiar with the book, it's basically about a group of people led by like a psychologist. And they're sort of par- they're sort of investigating like uh, a really creepy haunted house. It's one of those stories. It's like let's get a group of people that we don't know and spend the night in a creepy house and see what happens. Uh, but they take a lot of liberties in this one. It's set in the modern day. Uh, it's actually about a family that moves into the house so they can like flip it and make a profit and stuff. And it kind of goes back and forth between like present day and when they were kids. And so they turned all the characters in the book into like a family, into all like siblings. And so you, you jump back and forth between like your experience as kids living in a house to like the trauma they're dealing with in the, in the present day. And it's really interesting. And the characters are wonderful and the ghosts are really scary. <laughs> and one of the creepy things they did with this show was that they actually have ghosts hidden throughout every episode. Um, and uh, it's, been, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's like one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. 
especially in, in terms of horror. And, you know, we live in a time when, like, like the haunted houses and ghost stories are really kind of popular. That's sort of like our cycle right now. We were talking about, like, how there was, like, a slasher cycle in the early 90s, like a torture porn cycle. We're kind of in, like, a, uh, you know, paranormal activity cycle. I'm hearing an echo. What I'm hearing is... Uh, it, it, what I'm hearing coming from Matt's end reminds me of a very terrible horror film that I believe you and I saw in theaters, uh, starring yeah. a certain Michael Keaton, yeah. <laughs> entitled White Noise. That's right. Oh God, the one. With, oh yeah, yeah. That was one of those movies where, like, the trailer. I was like, okay, this is creepy, and I'm like, I'm all set up to be like, and really Michael Keaton is in out. it. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm all set to be really freaked out by it. And then I saw it in theaters, and I was like, this is terrible, and there is nothing good. Yeah, it was really bad. And then they played that song at the end, the uh, Somewhere Out There by Our Lady Peace. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's been an inside joke between uh, yeah. me and one of our friends for, like, years. <laughs> yeah, I, I, am going to, I am going to apologize for all weird sounds that happen on this podcast and horrible <laughs> audio. Um, if you're a new listener, forgive me for it. It won't happen again. <laughs> it's just adding um, it's adding to the ambiance of, of, of a Halloween horror movie yeah. discussion. It's an electronic voice phenomenon. Well, <laughs> well good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like scream and sign off without saying anything all of a sudden and just end that with way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, anyway, as I was saying, you know, we're kinda going through like a haunted house ghost uh, cycle in terms of horror in, in, our, in our popular culture. And I think this this show is like the only one that really nails it. It's not yeah. like it's not like an Insidious or a Conjuring, which are I I, I kind of like. I think they're okay, but they're not very good. This movie, this show is great. Really awesome acting, and that's sort of like where the draw is. Well, and super. And I, I here's the thing: I like it so much that I've been like taking it slow. I've only been watching two episodes a night. Because I like just to kind of let it simmer because it has like those quiet nice. moments and it feels just like an icy breeze when you watch it. So I well, highly recommend I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that because it is definitely what has been sitting in the queue for when I finish this uh, American Horror Story binge I'm on right now. And it's so much which, better than American um, Horror Story. <laughs> which, I'm, which I do not doubt at all, by the way, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, but I'm almost caught up, so I'm almost at the point where I can start that one. So I'm excited to hear that it's uh, going to be worth the wait. Yeah, what's what's great about it is that like there really is the guy that's 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 that created the show and is running the show. His name is Mike Flanagan, and he's kind of a newcomer on the scene. He directed, um, you've probably seen it, Matt, uh, the movie Hush, that's on Netflix. Yep. Yep. He directed that. He directed. Um, uh, Gerald's Game last year, the Stephen King adaptation. Yeah, I can. I, that one was uh, not. I'm <laughs> not a fan of that one at all. Um, and his big kind of entry. Yeah. Disturbing. That was a disturbing uh, couple hours. Yeah. What that was. He's a really good director, and he's he actually reminds me a lot of John Carpenter because it is like Halloween. The everything is very deliberate. There's no like. There are some jump scares, but they're not like. They're not like obnoxious. Like in those insidious movies, um, which I watched the latest one recently, and it was just dog crap. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I've been kind of getting inspired. It's just just one this one TV show, as opposed to like when I usually just kind of binge whatever, whatever. Um, and all because TCM sucks this month. <laughs> hmm. 
Um, and what I'm planning on doing, I'm not really sure. I, I, I'm planning on watching the the new Halloween. Uh, you can see it tomorrow, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I've also been kind of exploring some other podcasts. I, I finally decided to listen to the No Sleep podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, my review is it's pretty good, but like in, in, in true No Sleep fashion, they, I, they don't really stick the landings, in my opinion. Yeah, you, you've you um, got to um, listen to the one of the latest Harmon Towns where they have the guy on. Yeah, I, I listen to that. And one. They do, That's why I listen to it. They do the episode, they do their own episode of No yeah. Sleep. <laughs> uh, why don't you kill it with your Emmy, <laughs> guys? I'm I'm being the ultimate loser, and I'm reaching the end of how long I can be on. Okay. So I'm wondering if I can derail us momentarily, and then let you guys finish up in typical Matt bailing fashion. Um. And if I can just throw us under the bus as a podcast and make an executive decision and announce right now what I believe our next recording should be so that it will be released by Halloween. Okay. And that is um, forcing you two to rewatch a 1972 classic. Yes. The Exorcist? Available. Available. No. Available on Amazon Prime for your viewing pleasure. And it is, and I will read you, read you the IMDb. What we will be viewing the story of Patty, a young woman caught up in, the, in living through the present with little concern about the future. She meets and marries a young man, and her life seems great, until one moment she awakens to find her husband gone, and the radio reporting millions of people have mysteriously disappeared. As dramatic, earth-shaking events begin to unfold around her, Patty realizes she is living in the end times spoken of in biblical prophecy. Adventure and suspense build to a, and I love this typo, build to a though-provoking climax (laughs) in this powerfully gripping film, A Thief in the Night. I I love the adventure and thrills Culminating to a thought-provoking climax. <laughs> yeah, but I love that it's a typo and it's a though-provoking. Um, and also, I will say, guys, we, we, you have a week to watch A Thief in the Night on Amazon. If you are a listener and would like to join us, A Thief in the Night is on Amazon. It's and free, if you right? Want to do extra, it is free if you're a Prime member. Gotcha. Um, it is on Amazon Prime. And if you would like to do homework, I am here to extra credit homework. I'm here to joyfully announce that now available also streaming on Amazon Prime included with your Prime membership is Distant Thunder, Image of the Beast, and The Prodigal Planet. Yes! Oh, God. So, my friends, we will be watching episode one, but I think we may have our next four podcast episodes planned for us. Um, And as I have been binging How Did This Get Made, I feel there's just no better way to end the fact that I've listened to like 500 episodes of How Did This Get Made than doing our own, um, watching our wonderful film we've talked about and talking about. Um, Like I joked before, How Did This Get Created? Um, But, yeah. No, so I think for Halloween, we will be releasing, finally, our take on A Thief in the Night, which 
my last viewing of it caused Father Chuck to accomplish nothing in his workday because yeah. he could not stop following my messenger where I was losing my mind sending messages while watching this movie. So what, I'm looking what, forward to it. What if we made it? What if we what if we did the same concept, but we like made it a slasher film? And so like the rapture just takes people one at a time. So it's like <laughs> you just see like, like this. Like, <laughs> it's just one it at is. a time. It's it's sort of like it's sort of like um it's like that uh, the South Final Park Destination. It's like yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it is next. Yeah. I was gonna say it is Halloween and Final Destination meets Nicolas Cage and it's <laughs> left behind the, the remake. <laughs> oh there there is a Nicolas Cage left behind movie, my friend. <laughs> I'm aware, that's why I said that. Um so I am going to sign off with that. That is our charge for next week. That is what we will be doing. Um, I'm we're actually it. letting people letting people know ahead of time because if you have Amazon Prime, do yourself a favor and watch the movie. You'll, you'll thank us when you hear us talk about it. You'll hate us when you're watching it. You'll thank us when you hear us talk about it because you'll be laughing along, I guarantee. Um, Great. But yeah, I th- we got to set it up, make it happen. All right. I like the the viewing idea. That might be kind of like hard it. though, because there might be a lot of like dead like silence. I don't know. Well, maybe we should do the how to how to from like three remote from. locations. It'd be really difficult. <laughs> yeah, let's. I, we should I just do the how it. to get made concept. We watch it and then we talk about it afterward. Yeah, that works. I find it. I I I do find it hard to believe though that there would be any dead space. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I feel we would talk our way through the whole movie. Um, but yeah, no, we'll figure it out. I'm in the military, so I'm okay with having the mark on my head. Nice. Nice. We will get you'll, there, my friend. You'll we will get, get that there. joke Hang when on. you watch the movie. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to say good journey. And good journey, Matt. I am going to gleefully look forward to rewatching A Thief in the Night yet again. All right, Yoga Matt. discussing it with you, too. <laughs> All right. So you two have a good night. And I will talk to everybody else later. Good journey. Good, Good journey, journey, Matt. Um, so, why, so why, why, why couldn't it be Monster Squad? Uh, That's on Amazon Prime. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to watch that movie again. It's been a long time. So, uh, speaking of um, movies that potentially could scare people and children in particular, I watched with Charlie and Ford the other night, The Flight of the Navigator. Oh, uh, uh, on uh, it was on TCM the other night. Is that what you're watching it on? Or oh no, I, I own it on DVD. Oh, what a coincidence! Um, and, oh, and that's sorry, right. I got I, you that DVD. You did. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So uh, yeah, that was a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christmas present of like 2005 or something. Ooh. Yeah. So I um. So yeah. So I watched it. Which I introduced Charlie and Ford to it, nice. and I I thought. They, I thought I was. I actually realized that it could be very emotionally disturbing to a small child because the you know the first half of that movie is actually kind of scary. Because uh, he's like in the woods and stuff, and yeah, and then the well, then his parents are gone. And well, Charlie was Charlie was actually legitimately scared in the part with the woods. He was just like, <laughs> I want to fast forward. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but the part where like he you know, but then he comes home and his parents aren't there. That part's like actually kind of scary for yeah. a small kid. Um, but yeah, we had fun, but no, l- 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 here's a Halloween thing I want to re- talk about real quick, JP. Okay. We got a little bit of time and I want your thoughts on it. And that is the, uh, Christmas vacation of Halloween referring of course to 
all of the lawn decorations that people are now putting out for Halloween and like they're treating it like Christmas, like big inflatable, like mummies and ghosts. And like, there's like a $400 dragon you can buy at home Depot to put in the front of your house. Like, awesome. have you, are you seeing any of that stuff? No. <laughs> Dude, like people uh, down here are like going nuts over it. There's so like cool. giant spider webs in people's houses. Oh, yeah. Man. Like Halloween decorations have gotten really sophisticated. Like they have those, um, uh, there, I, I've seen this thing on YouTube that I think they sell in Spirit, which is like a like a big box. And it has to look like a big steel box, like wrapped in chains, and there's supposed to be like a little viewing station, but it's really just like a like a like an LCD screen. And like if you get, if you get close to the box, it like it shakes and then smoke comes out of it, and like you see a zombie inside. Like, uh, sigh. I'm <laughs> so tired of zombies. Oh, well, you know. I'll always but love you, zombies. I love zombies before they were cool. I'll always love them. Yep. Oh, look at that. You, you suddenly you suddenly got a V-neck on. Look at that. Hipster. Hey, you know what? They're, they're on their way out. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're pretty much already out. <laughs> Walking yeah, Dead is yeah. ending. They've uh, been out for quite a while. Um, but, I, uh, except they're supposed to be making that sequel to World War Z. Directed by David Fincher. I'm here for it. Yeah. Weird. Um I, uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess if you're not seeing this, I think it's weird. I think the, I think the Halloween yard decoration thing is weird. I like, I think rules. it's, um, it just seems, <laughs> I don't know. You know, that it, 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 it's, uh, in terms of, in terms of holiday industry, it's like the number two industry behind, like the number two holiday, like right behind Christmas. Like it makes well, more money. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, cool. much money for- you're, you're having trick or treaters, you know, it, it's, it's a holiday centered around people like having company for it's just for a couple of minutes, but right. You know, so like, it, there, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like a push to be like, what's I'm going to make mine like the coolest Halloween yard for the trick or treaters. True. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get that. Like having like little fun things and stuff like I get that. And there's, you know, my old neighborhood, um, in Boynton where, when, where we live before we moved on campus here, like there was a, there was a house that like, they kind of set their house up like a little haunted house. You could walk yeah. through it and, and, nice. and see things like that. That stuff's cool. Right. Um, and um, like I think that's kind of fun, and it's it is like one of the only holidays where you sort of that whole idea of like being afraid of your neighbors is like going out the window. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so that's that's a good place to end, I think. Sure. Until next week. Until next week. So uh, I guess I guess we're given our marching orders. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone, go out to Amazon Prime and watch uh, uh, Thief in the Night. Uh, or. You, you, I'm pretty sure you can also find it uh, for free on YouTube. Probably that <laughs> that that as well. Um, so watch it and then come back next week and we're gonna we're gonna riff like crazy on this oh, this masterpiece and <laughs> which is legitimately an attempt at making a Christian horror movie, which I think is kind of fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, kudos. It's, for that. it's like I mean, it's, a, it's it, it is a little bit horror, a little bit um, exploitation film. I think it's. Uh, but, I, but I've heard the term Christ exploitation. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. Nice. So check out that Christ-Potation film, Thief in the Night, uh, Masters of Divinity. You're going to do our little riff jam on that. And uh, have a wonderful week and good yep. journey. Good journey and uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.